0: But in the dark, I have no name. So leave that click in my head. And now remember the words that you said. That's a cloud in mind and a heavy heart. But I was sure we could see a new start. But when your hope's on fire. But you know your desire. Don't hold the glass over the flame. Don't let your heart grow. Cold I will call you by name, I will share your
1: role. Woo! Today we are blessed to be joined by recording artist Ricky Vasquez to talk about the music and the message of Mumford and Sons. Woo, woo. I shake my Welcome to Pop Culture Catechism, conversations about music, movies, and the longings of the human heart. Let's get started. Tell me if you've ever felt this way. You're going through your normal day, you're busy, work, family, friends, taking care of yourself, all your responsibilities, adulting, the hecticness, hecticness, hecticity? I don't know what the word is, but you know, (laughs) life. And you get this feeling or thought, is this all there is? Is there anything more? Do you ever get restless? Maybe a little hopeless? Even in the relationships, which are supposed to bring us joy and intimacy, do you ever feel worn out? Maybe used? Numb? Like you've been living in a cave, but someplace, somewhere, there's an opening into the sunlight and fresh air? These are all themes and all questions which are brought up through the music of Mumford And sons, which we're going to talk about today. I'm very happy to welcome to the show Ricky Vasquez, who is a national recording artist. He is one third of the band Village Lights with Sarah Kroger and Eiken Dolo. I am Mike Tenney. I'm a Catholic speaker and worship leader from Washington D.C. I spent over a decade teaching in Catholic high school theology and also trying to make a big as a rock star at night. And I'm blessed to speak to thousands of people each year at events all over the place. And through this show, Pop Culture Catechism, this is Pop Culture Catechism: The Gospel According to Pop Music and Movies, where we look for God's love in the media that you're plugged into. So then we can unplug and go live the gospel out in the real world and know God's love and share God's love. So our goal by the end of this episode is not only you're going to have a deeper appreciation for Mumford and Sons, but also you'll have some practical, tangible ideas that you can take with you today to know God's love better and to live God's love better as well. A special thank you to our patrons who make this show possible through popculturecatechism.com and the Awaken app. I want to welcome to the show Ricky Vasquez. Ricky, how are you? I'm good. How's it going? Good. It's so good to have you here. Thanks for thanks for singing. You have such a great voice, man. I, I uh I didn't get to to meet you last year at at the National Catholic Youth Conference, NCYC. Uh but I was there and I saw you. You were on the main stage, and uh I just remember you you were singing Waymaker, playing piano, and they had you they were like vamping during adoration and they had you sing like that Waymaker, the the chorus, like I don't know, like seven or eight times, and it was it was like high and I was like, man this guy has some pipes. Uh, <laughs> it was really good. And I was like, all I right, appreciate it. mental note need to have him on the show. So, uh, <laughs> and, and I, I was, whenever I'm reaching out to guests, I always kind of stalk them a little bit first. And I noticed that on your Instagram, you have a bunch of covers of stuff that you've done. And you did a Mumford and Sons song. And I was like, "Hmm, I've been looking for a guy to talk about Mumford and Sons with. So I reached out, mm. you said, yeah, so I'm glad to have you here. So uh, tell the beautiful people about yourself.
0: Yeah. So my name is Ricky. I live in Nashville, Tennessee, uh, I've been leading worship full time for about six or seven years. Um, I released a couple records back in the day that were a little more like folksy, um, restless, hopeless Mumford and Son style. Um, but uh, recently, have transitioned to writing a lot more worship. Um, part of this group, Village Lights, and um, some other groups uh, here and there, and just kind of going around doing my thing, praising yeah. the Lord. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> Now um do you know if you're going back to N C Y C yet this year? Will you guys be there? Uh not for this upcoming not one for this no. Okay, okay. Uh- unfortunately well, darn i was going to say we should get together Are you going to be there I'll, yeah i'll be doing one of the one of the one of the mega sessions with uh with, with catholic you so won't won't be on the main stage but uh yeah. yeah cool well hopefully hopefully one of these days we'll we'll end up at an event or a conference together we can i can, yeah, we let's can do chat have a coffee a beer or beer or something so very cool so yeah. listeners if you don't know about uh, Mumford and Sons they're a british folk rock band formed in london in 2007 they have four studio albums Sino More* in 2009 Babel in 2012 Wilder Mind in 2015 and Delta in 2018 and Marcus Mumford just released this past September, a uh, solo album that just came out. Haven't had a chance to listen to it yet, um, but I know people are, excited about it they have two grammys including album of the year for Babel in 2013 and they kind of pioneered this new new folk movement of the early 2010s like the Avett brothers the lumineers iron and wine the civil wars they were kind of the they, they were like their nirvana nirvana is to grunge <laughs> as Mumford <Muffet> and sons <laughs> is to that neo-folk movement and uh yeah so they have shaped a lot of the popular music of the last decade. And just, uh, yeah, um, if you haven't recognized any of their stuff yet, I'm sure as we play through some stuff in this episode, you will definitely recognize them. So uh, Ricky, what do you love about Mumford and Sons just artistically?
0: Um, so I actually, those first two records that you mentioned were my jam mm-hmm. in the early 2000s, especially um, I feel like um, at the time when I was a little younger, I was getting dumped a lot unfortunately mm. um so I was a little heartbroken lad and there was something about their music that was very um honest about like the strife that they're going through but also kind of like with a with a hint of hope here and there um that I really gravitated towards and just that whole genre of music at the time just kind of like as as a worship leader even musically it's kind of somewhat a similar vein with the acoustics and kind of different thing, but I've always loved the honesty of their music. A like lyrically, they're always kind of have been super honest and just like overall the vibes. I- I've never played the- a banjo, but uh, I love the way they uh, had some of those elements there. And I actually got to see them play in like 2013, right after um Babel, Babel, Babel. I don't, know. <laughs> I don't know they say it with an accent so it gets confusing uh <laughs> i saw them live and it was just like a, an amazing show um it was almost like a spiritual experience I, I i would say like especially at the end they all gathered around like one mic and just kind of the three of them played and sung like all in harmony and stuff and it, it was really neat so i don't know i'm, I'm just a big fan yeah. uh i'm not as current are up to date with their stuff these days. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's cool. <laughs> but, That's
1: cool. No worries. Yeah. No worries. We'll get into Anyways. it. Anyways. Yeah. So I love the the banjo too. I actually have a banjo. That that one doesn't work. My my good banjo is being borrowed by my nephew right now. Otherwise I'd play a little bit of it, but I, I love banjo. I bought a banjo a few years back thinking it would be a pretty easy transition from guitar. And it was not, it is like a really yeah. difficult <laughs> instrument. Like if you can play guitar, you can kind of play bass. You can kind of play mandolin. You can kind of play like ukulele, but like the banjo is just kind of, it, it's a different animal <laughs> altogether. It's much, much harder. So. Yeah, I've I've never really gotten into Mumford and Sons. There's kind of like a song here or there that I've I've really liked, but um, these last few weeks I've been listening to their stuff and like, man, these guys got some deep lyrics. Like a, a lot of what you were talking about, just like the restlessness, um, you know, just the vulnerability. But also they have this energy, you know, it's like acoustic guitars and slamming away. Out of it's 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 fun stuff to play. It's fun stuff to listen to, um, and I kind of I kind of like their. Um, living out of a suitcase aesthetic, you know, kind of yeah. very, very hipster. <laughs> I don't know. I like it. I like it. So yeah. uh, the first thing I wanted to talk about, I feel like they have, you You brought some songs and I brought some songs and that I tried to kind of comp them by theme. And so the first theme I kind of want to talk about is love and relationships. Cause I feel like they have some really deep stuff. That's not just like baby, I love you, baby, I hurt you, you know, <laughs> baby, I want yeah. you, you know, it's not just not just like the, the typical stuff. Uh, can we talk about, first, I want to talk about this song, Lover's Eyes. This is one you suggested. Can we go there first? Yeah. Very cool. So what do you see in this song? Why do you suggest this one?
0: Um, I think at, back in the day, actually, I'm gonna pull up the words again too, just mm-hmm. to remember. But back in the day, I used to really be drawn to this because I mean, I think it, it it's like every young Catholic boys struggle, I feel like a bit, or he's kind Mm. of being really honest about how like he desires to be one thing, but, um, he's getting caught up with, with the distraction of his eyes. Mm. Um, and, uh, I think I I really gravitated towards that at the time, especially just kind of like the struggle. And I found out recently actually that Marcus Mumford is, um, a pastor's son, which makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Um, yeah. So there's a lot of like themes there that are, that are Christian based, but also he's he's just very, being very honest about um, the, the struggle of chastity. Mm -hmm. And, um, but also there's, there's a desire to be better in all of this. And then I just love the ending where he's like, I'll walk slow. I'll walk slow. Take my hand, help me on my way. It's just this kind of like surrender of like, I know this is always going to be a challenge, but help is on the way, you know?
1: Yeah. I love that there's kind of this hopeful ending because it's kind of a depressing song at first. The the first (laughs) line is love was kind for a time. Now it just aches and makes me blind. The mirror Mm. holds my eyes too bright. I can't see the others in my life. And so it kind of has this theme of Love is a lie. I thought I had love and it's all a lie. It was kind for a yeah. time. Now it just aches and make me blind. Like I can't, I can't even look in the mirror. I can't even see others in my life. All I can see is this pain from this, from this relationship. Um, And I love this, this part where it says we were, were we too young? Our heads too strong to bear the weight of these lovers eyes. Cause I feel mm. numb beneath your tongue, beneath the curse of these lovers eyes. You, you th- think, so I, I love songs that are, like sexy and like um, kind of explicit without being explicit, you know, because there's so many songs out there that are like shape, shake your rump girl, you know, you know, stuff like that. And yeah. but he's like, I feel numb beneath your tongue, beneath the curse of these lovers. eyes." like, when tongues are involved, you know, things are getting pretty hot and heavy. You know, I guess he could be yeah. talking about speaking, but um, were we too young, our heads too strong to bear the weight of these lovers eyes, you know, just so, Talking about the connection that really happens physically with another person, even if you're not going all the way, even if you're doing just doing some stuff. But um, I, I think kind of what you were saying, it the struggle of a young man with chastity, whether that's with pornography or whether that's going too far with a girl, um, whether that's putting too much of your emotions into a, a relationship, it has this w- – when that relationship doesn't work out, when that is broken, it has this really deep wound that can make you numb. Like I definitely know people who made some mistakes, had sex, had you know went too far before marriage, and then in their marriage, they have a hard time feeling connected to their spouse because there's so much pain there that now they feel numb. Now, now their their I don't know their psyche, their soul, whatever you want to call it, feels so guarded. It's really hard for them to to find that healing, either either spiritually or psychologically through therapy, it's really hard. And it takes a lot of work on both their part and their spouse's part to be able to connect again because those bonds aren't meant to be broken. You know, it really, we, we say in, the, in Christianity, you know, when you get married and you're going to share your lives and your body with another person, is till death do you part. And so when that's broken, when, when you join your body with another person and then that relationship's broken, it does feel like a death in a lot of ways. And even I know there's been psychological studies done on when you go through a breakup, it can be psychologically a very similar sort of event to like a spouse dying and that sort of thing. Mm. Um, so I see where he says, I do not, do not ask the price I pay, I must live with my quiet rage tame the ghosts inside my head that run wild and wish me dead. Um, yeah. And I just, I, I've, I've felt that in some ways, you know, mm-hmm. in some in some of my relationships where I probably went too deep, you know, I probably got too close to somebody that I, that I wasn't married to. And then when that breaks up, it's just like, oh, there's such a wound there, you know, but even yeah. without talking about the bad ways that we treat each other, sometimes just the fact that I kind of let myself get too close to a person that I probably, I probably shouldn't have, you know? So
0: Yeah. And what I find really interesting about the, the feeling numb beneath your tongue, it's like, a he, he actively is aware that it's like not fulfilling, you know, Mm -hmm. it's like in the present moment, he's feeling numb. Um, so it's kind of like this, this like awareness that like, this isn't how it's supposed to be. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think this song in particular, so I feel like I had a similar experience to him. I was in a long high school relationship and, uh, that ended right before college in a pretty like devastating way on my end with some, some infidelity and, uh, mm. just like the termness of it. Um, and then into that season becoming like a freshman in college, I just decided, you know what, forget this. I'm gonna get back at her by doing whatever I want oh, man. with whoever <laughs> I want, you know? Um, but the whole time, I, I, bet, I bet that, that worked not, out. I
1: bet that worked out totally yeah, fine. With, yeah, no, nothing no, went was, wrong.
0: It was great. This <laughs> is joy. Um, but that I, that was the thing. It was like even while acting out on on like your hurt, I was aware that it was like not fulfilling whatsoever. Mm-hmm. And I think that's kind of what he's saying. Like I feel numb. Like he's just trying to like feel something, mm-hmm. but it's not. It's it's not doing anything. Yeah, um, but then there's also like an awareness, like Lord, forget all my sins, or let me die where I lie neath the curse of my lover's eyes. It's like he 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 knows it's wrong and like wants to be better, mm-hmm. but it's like hurt. Yeah, I think that's exactly like where I was at. Mm-hmm. Um, but was pulled out of it in a really beautiful way. That's why I think it's cool though that he's like take my hand, help me on my way. Because it's like at the end, he's he's like seeking some help yeah, in this absolutely. arena.
1: Yeah, and yeah. and to listeners, if you if you've made some mistakes, if you if you've gone too far, if you've done some of this stuff we've talked about, like, um, no, just know that none of this is said in, in in judgment or condemnation. Like, it's just recognition of reality. Like, our our when we use our bodies in these way, we we connect to each other psychologically and spiritually, and that that's a, a pain. And the reason why the church and God have these rules, it's not it's not like a, you did the naughty thing, now you burn forever. It's like, hey these are really risky behaviors. Like, you know, you're, I've, I've used this metaphor before on this show, like, you know, fire is a beautiful, wonderful thing. It like powers our cars and gives us electricity and allows us to cook our foods. Like anthropologists even say, it's like how part of our brain developed was we were able to cook food and then our brain didn't have to die. Like our bodies didn't have to digest raw meat. So now our brains can like grow and get big. So like fire literally helped us develop into like, you know, the dominant species on this planet, but yet dangerous can be super or a fire can be super dangerous and bad if it's used in a reckless way. And the same thing with our bodies and our sexuality, it's a beautiful, awesome, wonderful thing, but we have to have rules around it. We have to have precautions around it. Otherwise it can be this awful thing that like burns us. And so um, I love what it says here. There's no drink or drug that I've tried to rid the curse of these lovers eyes. Like he, he talks about it like a drug. And I think a lot of times we, we can use each other in that way. We can use another person's body and, even even use another person for the way they make us feel like use them emotionally to kind of Mm -hmm. get this fix of oh this makes me feel good this makes me feel validated this makes me feel empowered you know and uh john paul ii who i was where pope two popes ago who i uh talk about all the time on this show he says that the opposite of love is not hate the opposite of love is to use someone to like treat them as an object. And a lot of times we do that with the people we're supposed to love and, and this desire, this passion we feel for each other, instead of letting it, you instead of using it and letting it motivate us to be self-sacrificial and self-giving to that other person, we use it to use the other person and get like, fulfill our little, you know, fulfill little holes in us and, you know, soothe little traumas in us. And we we're using the other person as a, as a coping mechanism. Um, so yeah, but I love that it ends hopeful and, uh, uh, can, can we can we go in not with haste because i think that's a good yeah. transition so this is another song you put me onto that i was not aware of and i was like oh this song like it, it like cuts me to the heart
0: i had a long drive um recently and then just went back to these old albums i was like man there's some some substance in some of these things that actually yeah. i appreciate even more now mm-hmm. um than i did at the time when i but I still remembered every word because I was a low-key fanboy back in the day. Yeah, <laughs> that's good. Um, but I, this one recently came back to me. I was like,
1: man, there's a lot there. Well, and I love – yeah. I, I, if, if the last song, Lover's Eyes, was kind of like, love is a lie. This one's like, love is real. <laughs> you know, it exists because <laughs> uh, it says uh, – your eyes, they tie me down so hard. I'll never learn to put up a guard. So that's like the opposite of the lover's eyes was a curse. And this, Mm -hmm. they tie me down and I I don't, I don't have to put up a guard. I can be vulnerable. So keep my love, my candle bright. Um, Learn me hard, learn me right. This ain't no sham. I am what I am. So if love is a sham and in lover's eyes, like here, he's like finally experiencing the real thing, you know? So I have this quote here from Pope Benedict the Sixteenth, who was our Pope one Pope ago. He says, and this is from his great encyclical Deus Caritas Est, which means God is love. He's talking about the different types of love, how we can say, like, you know, we love food, or, you know, we love a football team, or we love our, our dad or our friend or our spouse. And he says, the love between man and woman, where body and soul are inseparably joined, he's talking about sex, and human beings glimpse an apparently irresistible promise of happiness. Now, there's something in the way that man and woman can come together that gives us a little glimpse of, of true happiness. And he goes on to say that ultimately we can only ever be fulfilled in God. So you'll never really find it in another person, even in the most beautiful marriage relationship, but we get little glimpses and that's supposed to be a little foretaste of heaven that kind of prepares us for heaven. Um, So I I definitely see that in this song.
0: Yeah, Uh, actually some of, some of this at first, it's unclear to me if he's even talking about, like, love or God, because mm. some of these, like, these images are very similar to, like, heaven also, which yeah. I think he's kind of equating this relationship to, but just this idea of, like, we'll be who we are, and they'll heal our scars, sadness will be far away. I think of, like, Book of Revelation, where it talks about, like, there'll be no more tears and no yeah. more, like, this is kind of like what he's saying, but... um, I guess in the present tense, I don't really know. It's kind of vague. It could yeah, mean a lot of things. No, and I think um, I think
1: I think you're right. The in Book of Revelation also has that spousal imagery of like the New Jerusalem coming down for heaven as as a a bride adorned for her husband. And so right. there's there's definitely that spousal language there as well. Yeah, I love th- this verse where it says, "So as we walked through fields of green, was the fairest sun I'd ever seen, and I was broke, I was on my knees, but you said yes as I said please." It's like ah. Oh. <laughs> What, like how artistic is that? that's like a really beautiful way to say I proposed, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I was broke. I was on my knees, but you said yes. As I said, please just, uh, and then the, right after that, he, again, he says, this ain't no sham. I am what I am. I leave no ties for a cynics mind. So he's like, I'm no longer cynical. Like I have real hope. Like th- this is the real deal. So, well,
0: well, and that's, what's kind of beautiful about it. It's just kind of like, I'm going to give everything I am. It's like, they There's no hiding. I'm, I am what I am. Or it says he's like very honest about himself too. Like, don't let my fickle flesh go to waste. I'll love with urgency, but not with hate. Like he's all in on this relationship and, um, like willing to show scars and like willing to journey with this person. But also there's like a funness to it. Like, we'll run and scream and you'll dance with me. It's like balancing the yeah, I'm wounded, but this is going to be like a fun journey to yeah. go through. So mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. yeah, it's absolutely. Cool. Yeah. I'm, I'm in my, I like to have fun, but also in my relationship with my wife, I'm also the one that's like, let's have a serious discussion. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and sometimes she's just, I, I think this is backwards of a lot of couples where the wife really likes to to talk a lot. And sometimes she's just like, okay, you have like five minutes for seriousness and then we're just going to do something fun. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I, I love that last part too. Don't let my fickle flesh go to waste. It keeps my heart and soul in its place. Uh, there's a lot of Christian anthropology there about like our body and our hearts and our flesh all being mm-hmm. entwined. But I love the very last line. Um, and may- maybe you have some, some thoughts on it because it's kind of mysterious. I'm not sure what to make of it. I will love with urgency, but not with haste. And that's the name of the song, not with haste. What What do you make of that? last? Yeah. Line?
0: I don't know. Honestly, I had to Google haste again to get the, a clear <laughs> definition of how, because to me, those are the same thing. Yeah. Um, but I, uh, I don't, yeah, I, I've been thinking about this pretty actively, and I don't uh-huh. have a clear answer for you. I don't know if haste feels more like um, negative Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> in a sense, you know? Um, like, yeah, I don't know. Uh, Any I, yeah, I think,
1: I think you're right. Like hasty is almost like immature, not really thinking. Because like right. the, fire, the fire department could be urgent on the way to a fire. But like, if they're hasty, you know, they might not be paying attention as they're going through the red light with the sirens or something like that. So I I think you're right. And I think that speaks to mature love is, Hmm. you know, as an immature person, it's just like, I want to, I want to do all the things all the time, at least as a man, I know that's how I felt as like a a teenager, you know, I want to, I want to get into this. I want to do all the things, you know, you want to move really quickly, but as a mature person, you recognize like, you can really hurt yourself and other people (laughs) by doing things that way or turn the other person off, you know, if you're like too much for them. Um, but your love should still have some urgency to it. You know, like you, like with my wife, we've been together for 10 years. Like I still want like an urgency to our love and to our passion and to our, to our life, whether we're having fun or whether we're having a serious conversation. But, um, I think there's a maturity there with urgency, but not with haste. I also just love in a song when they have the title of the song and you don't hear it until the very last line. Yeah, uh, Br- like Bruno Bruno, Mar- Bruno Mars' "When I Was Your Man" is the same way. It's like you only hear the the name of the song at the very end. I really like
0: that. So yeah, and it's also like from the last song we went through to this, there there is like a journey from like, man, love sucks. I'm I'm never gonna be happy. I might just die because of this condition I have of falling in love easily, you know. Yeah. Um, but here it's like a mature love, kind of like what you're saying, and he he's all in. So mm. it's kind of, kind of cool to see. I don't know. I think it's on the same album, so I don't know what happened. In yeah. And ma- the journey maybe of of ma- making the record, but
1: yeah. And maybe the other one, maybe that this one came first. And then the other, the first one came second, you know, I'm kind of, yeah, I'm kind of putting a, putting a story to it where it was bad. And then it got good, <laughs> but maybe that's just my hopeful personality. Maybe it yeah. was good. And then it got bad. Um, <laughs> in any case, I want to move on to, I will wait. This is probably the most, mm. uh, most this, known their, probably. Yeah. Most known songs. So I'm going to play just a little bit. Um, To break my step
2: and relent, and you forgive, and I won't forget. And what we've seen, and him with less now, in some way, shake the excess. Cause I will wait, I will wait for you And I will wait, I will wait for you And then this part I love, now I'll be bold As well as strong Use my head alongside my heart now take my flesh and fix my eyes, tethered mine,
1: freed from lies. So this song, I feel like is basically a chastity song. <laughs> In fact, yeah. I've used it at the end of like chastity talks that I've given. Now, for, for listeners that don't speak Catholicese, um, when we use the word chastity, we don't mean not having sex. That's the word abstinence. How we use the word chastity in the Catholic church is kind of like healthy sexuality, healthy integration. So like a a healthy, mature, holy man and a healthy, mature, holy woman engaged in married sex are supposed to be chaste, meaning just as we talked about before, they're not using each other. The man isn't using his wife. The woman isn't using her husband. They're coming together in a total self-gift, a complete gift, as Ricky was saying before. And so that's what I see in this song. Of course, you know that involves sometimes not having sex before marriage and not having sex with people other than your spouse. So chastity involves abstinence at times. um, But chastity is kind of the virtue of being like a healthy, sexually whole person who's, who's not using other people and being reckless with their bodies or or other people so that's what i mean when i say that this is a a a chastity song um in that part where he says uh that i just sang i'll be bold as well as strong and use my head alongside my heart take my flesh and fix my eyes a tethered mind freed from the lies so there's a couple meanings here i I love when also in songwriting they use the one word to mean two different things because to fix something can mean to like repair it so it's like repair my eyes you know my eyes you know as many, many a young man you know we look at all sorts of things with our eyes and that we shouldn't be looking at and that aren't good for us but to fix also means to like affix, to like center something to like pin it in place like my guitars behind me are fixed to the wall not that they're repaired but that they're you know they're they're, they're fixed there in place like they're steadied and then he says a tethered mind freed from the lies so you think of a tether like a tether ball you know he's like my mind is is, is tethered it's anchored it's fixed right like my mind used to go all over the place after all sorts of things but now i'm like anchored in the truth and i'm free from the lies and i think that's just like a beautiful way of of understanding like the authentic christian understanding of freedom freedom is not really just doing whatever you want but freedom is like the interior ability to do something beautiful like you know you and i are both musicians you play piano you play guitar like that didn't come you getting good at singing and playing piano and playing guitar. That didn't come from you like breaking all the rules and getting rid of all the rules. That came from you studying the rules and practicing those rules until they became second nature, you know? And only after mastering the rules of music did you gain the freedom to be able to sing Waymaker 10 times and not lose your voice, to be able to play on the piano, play on the guitar. Like that's the sort of freedom. When Christians talk about sexual freedom, it doesn't mean like go out and do whatever you want with whoever you want. It means the ability to do something beautiful, you know. And if 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 we want to be able to have uh, a beautiful love life that is truly free, it's it's you know going to sound like something beautiful. In some ways, you got you got to follow the rules and master the rules, right? Because there's a different type of freedom that which is what I think the world sells, which is just like do whatever you want, okay. And if I just like do whatever I want on the guitar. Like it sounds like crap. Like that's not the, that's not the love life you want, you know, (laughs) like that's not real freedom. So, um, but I feel like that's what so much of the world sells. It's just like, do whatever you want. feels good. Do it, you know, but that's, that's crappy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sounds great in theory, but
0: you don't sound great yeah, in, in the moment.
1: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. What, what what else about this song? Sorry, I get, I get excited about this stuff and I go, Oh off on no. Tangents, yeah.
0: So. I also think it's, it's wild that this is like their biggest hit. Cause mm-hmm. I mean, it is pretty like on the nose, um, with Christian themes, even like when you're talking about fix my eyes and the double meaning in, in like Christianese and scripture, fix my eyes is very like clearly like fixing your eyes on Christ. Right. Um, which I think is kind of what he's like referring to here. And a lot of this like language is pretty scriptural, like take my flesh and um, kind of like St. Paul type of vibes about like the spirit and the flesh. And and kind of um, a lot of this is kind of like internal, like he's confident that he's going to wait, but he's also like kind of representing some of the struggle where he's like almost advising himself like, bow my head, keep my heart slow. Like he's kind of yeah. like constantly reminding himself to focus on what's important. Um, yeah. And it's pretty, it's pretty simple overall, like lyrically, but I think when you, when you put the context behind it, it's, it's saying a lot without saying a lot. Cause I mean, 90% of the courses are just, I will wait, I will wait, yeah. I will wait. I will mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah. Well, I again, think a, maybe, maybe this sentiment. is me.
1: Ca- maybe this is me, former Catholic high school theology teacher reading into it too much, but I think like for, for Christians to wait for your spouse, like to wait sexually for your spouse is like a real act of love. And mm-hmm. not that it makes marriage perfect. You know, you're no matter, no matter marriage is always going to be hard. Marriage is always going to be a challenge, you know, and that's, that's part of the beauty of it is these two people like bearing their cross together and bearing their souls together and like working through their stuff together. But you can avoid so much by, <laughs> Not going through some of the things that we've been talking about by not like attaching your soul to this other person, attaching your body to this other person. Like, there is so much harm that you can avoid. And not, not that you can't heal from that. Absolutely, you can. Not that you can't be forgiven from that. Absolutely, you can. You're not like damaged goods. You know, you're, um, absolutely. I think like sometimes in in youth group and chastity talks, well-meaning chastity speakers will sometimes use like a thing of duct tape and like be like, oh, this is like the bond that's formed during sex. But then, you know, if you break that bond and you make that bond and you break that bond and you make that bond, you know, and the, the duct tape gets used up and it can't stick anymore to like symbolize the damage that can be done psychologically and spiritually. And I think some people walk away with that from that with the message that, oh, well, I'm just like a used up piece of tape. I guess there's nothing more for me. You know, I guess there's, I guess I'm just used goods at this point. You know, I'm not a virgin who's going to want me and they get depressed. They get all all that, that negativity and then the devil can just pile on the the, the discouragement and the lies on top of that. So I think we really need to be careful in Christianity. Like, yeah, waiting for marriage is a good thing, but one it doesn't make everything magically easy for you <laughs> Two, mm. If you haven't done that, it doesn't mean like game over you're ruined, right? Like we believe in a God of new beginnings. Um, so I love that last line, raise my hands, paint my spirit gold and bow my head, keep my heart slow. Like that that's worship, right? Raise my yeah. hands, paint my spirit gold, bow my head. Um, yeah, even how he describes wish. waiting, like I'll
0: kneel down. I really like that, that yeah. even that image, cause it's kind of like this, like laying down your life for another yes. person or like kneeling down. Like he's, He's laying it up, but also know my ground because it's like he's able to kneel down because he knows why he's doing it. He knows mm-hmm. the the why and he's like his foundation, his eyes are fixed, you know, and yeah. um, so I think it's, it's
1: pretty beautiful. It's really, really hopeful too, right? Yeah. These days of dust that we've known will blow away with this new sun. Um, mm. I think there's even like a subtle reference to Jesus here. Um, you forgave and I won't forget, not know what we've seen in him with less. Like who is him? Like mm. makes me think Jesus, <laughs> you know, like yeah. we've seen, we've seen Jesus go through worse with less than we have, you know, like that should be some encouragement that God helped Jesus through it. Like God's going to help us through it. So, um, Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anything else from this song you wanted to hit on?
0: Uh, I think I'm good. If you have another song there, right.
1: or... I think, I think that was good. So I think, I think we've, we've talked a lot about uh, passion and, and love and sex and chastity and all that stuff. I kind of want to get into the more explicitly uh, faith stuff. Cause I, I, people had told me like, you know, get into Mumford and Sons. They have lots of good songs that are related to faith and God and that sort of thing. And I never really had and listening through it. It was hard to pare down. Cause there's so many songs that I think yeah. have, have some of these uh, themes. Did you, did you suggest this song to me? "Awake My Soul." Was this one of the ones you recommended? Uh, I think so. Yeah, yeah. I want to play just a little bit. Um, um, yeah. This is one of those ones I didn't know I had. I knew until I heard it. It's like mm-hmm. how fickle my heart
2: and how woozy my eyes. I struggle to find any truth in your lies, and now my heart stumbles on things I don't know. My weakness, I feel, I must finally show. So lend me your hand and we'll conquer them all. Lend me your heart and I'll just let you fall. Lend me your eyes, I can change what you see. But but your soul you must keep totally free. Awake, oh, my soul.
1: Anyway, and that last part. And these
2: bodies will live, and these bodies will die. Where you invest your love, invest your
1: life. I'm not sure if that's how the last part goes, but it's just beautiful lyrics. It's close. Um, It's kind of like a hymn. In these
0: bodies we will live, in these bodies we will die. There we go. (laughs) It's like, it sounds like an old, like. um, Yeah, it's kind
1: of a hymn, kind of a shanty.
0: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Uh, But that's actually. That part, it's it's like a bridge, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, these bodies will live, and these bodies will die. Where you invest your love, you invest your life. That's actually the most popular like line of the song. People mm. do like little Pinteresty images of that. Oh, nice. um, but I think it's really funny because that that is really like scriptural. Like the whole idea of like where you invest your treasure, or where your heart is, Uh where you <laughs> where your treasure is is where your heart is. That's what I was going for. That's it. Um, <laughs> Kind of like the, that same sentiment. So um, it's pretty on the nose as far as like what he's talking about. But I just love that that sentiment of like where you invest your love, you invest your life. It really gets you thinking of like what you're investing your love in. And then mm-hmm. it followed up with like, awake my soul for you were made to meet your maker. So he's kind of saying like he, he's been asleep, you know, and wants to, um, bec- he's made to meet his maker. Like he wants to, um, invest his love in the right place. So
1: yeah. It's super scripture. I mean, awake. My soul is like straight from the
0: Psalms. Yeah. Um, I've seen people use that chorus in like worship and I'm like, wait, that's yeah. a Mumford soon. <laughs>
1: <that song." laughs> I, I, I know where you pulled that from. Uh, huh that's great. That's great. I, I love the beginning. How fickle my heart and how woozy my eyes. I think that's a great, um, kind of sea, sea shanty way of describing the human condition in this fallen world is like, mm. you know, in, in the Christian understanding we're, you know, we're made good. God made us good in the beginning. It tells us that in the book of Genesis, but because of this free choice to sin, we become corrupted. And now, now we need to be saved and we're still good underneath, um, but we still need to be saved. So yeah, I really like that.
0: Yeah. There's also a vulnerability there. Cause he says, like he's talking about like stumbling and and like falling for the last but then he's like my weakness i feel i must finally show like he, he's awakening his soul by being honest about where he's at and kind of like vulnerable and i think mm-hmm. that's the thing too like in a lot of this stuff what i what i appreciate about it is it's honesty cuz a lot of times he deals not the songs some of them that i picked but some of the darker songs really deal with like doubt and shame and kind of this like restlessness or or like self-deprecating kind of like um nature of i think marcus the the writer of most of the songs mm-hmm. um just struggles with a lot of like shame and stuff mm-hmm. um but then there's all these messages of hope and kind of like desiring for more so like my weakness i feel i must finally show kind of points out like sometimes we can hide behind our shame and how and think that like kind of like what you're saying with the damaged goods concept that There's no redemption possible because we've done too much. Mm. But in all things, redemption is possible and and mercy is available. So I think it's really cool that he's like aware of like, yeah, he's been struggling,
1: but there's still an opportunity to awake his soul. Well, and I love what you said because he, he goes even further, not just that there's an opportunity, but like, we have a role to play in that with one another. Lend me your hand and we'll conquer them all. But he says, but lend me your heart. I'll just let you fall. Lend me your eyes. I can change what you see. So it's like, I I can help you through this, but ultimately don't give me your heart. Like, let me point your eyes towards the one that can have your heart. Like your soul, you must keep totally free. Like even, even for me, your lover, like you need to, or your friend, whoever he's talking to, like, I, I can help you. But like, ultimately... Like, let's fix our eyes on God. And that's what's going to awake our souls. Man, that song is so deep. I love it. And I definitely see how you could use it in, like, you could use parts of it almost as, like, pseudo worship. I like it. I really want to get into the song, The Cave, which was their first big hit, I think. And it's, yeah, this is another song was like, oh, yeah, I've heard this. I like this song. Why don't I listen to this song? Well, I'm going to play just a little bit from it, so...
2: So come out of your cave, walking on your hands, and see the world hanging upside down. You can understand dependence when you know the maker's hand. And I. Will... How's it go? Sorry,
1: I lost it. The... We'll and I. Hope.
2: Yeah, well, hold on, hope. And I will let you choke. On the noose around your neck, and I'll find strength in pain, and I'll change my ways. Know my name as it's called again.
1: Yeah, I love that nice. open D tuning. Sounds super beautiful. <laughs> yeah, it's really beautiful. Beautiful song. I love it. So this idea of the cave. There's a lot, a lot of dark images here. And the, it's empty in the valley of your heart. Uh, the harvest nef- left no food for you to eat. Um, where's the other one? That, well, obviously, a cave is pretty dark. <laughs>
0: yeah. Um, it actually doesn't get to the cave till way later in the song. Yeah, it's too. the Another end. Song yeah. that the title mm-hmm. is kind of hidden in there.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, he says he's tied to a post, right? So these are all mm-hmm. like images of imprisonment or darkness isolation. I can see um,
0: widows and orphans through my tears.
1: Jeez. Yeah. It's got real, real <laughs> old Testament there. <laughs> yeah. If you're not familiar in the, in the old Testament, whenever God says, take care of the poor, he says, take care of the orphan and the widow. That's kind of like his code for these are the, these are the poor people. So definitely again, some, some of his pastor kids roots coming out. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but I love It's, it's kind of like verses are really dark. And then chorus is like super bright and hopeful, which is, Kind of yeah cool. it's interesting
0: and there's all these like really visceral metaphors like he mm-hmm. even calls them the cannibal and um all this stuff but then yeah the like you said the course is very light well not super light because it talks about a noose around your neck but um
1: mm-hmm. yeah, I'm <laughs> yeah but he's, gonna, he's not gonna let you choke on the noose around your neck <laughs> yeah. so yeah uh-huh
0: um, but I'll find strength in pain and I'll change my ways. I know my name as it's called again. Another kind of like reference of just like um, being called by name. Yeah. So definitely some some more
1: faith themes here. Yeah. But- and finding strength in pain, like the you know the grain of wheat, unless it falls to the ground, it remains but a grain of wheat. But if it falls to mm-hmm. the ground, then it can like bear fruit a 160 fold. I think I'm mixing parables there, but something like that. <laughs>
0: Yeah, and then kind of like another reference to temptation, like, so make your sirens call and sing all you want. I will not hear what you have to say Mm -hmm. Um, because I need freedom now and I need to know how to live my life as it's meant to be. Again, the kind of like struggle, but I'm going to like strive for more Mm -hmm. kind of idea. Um, Mm -hmm. And I like his, his like awareness of his weakness, but also like hope you know? Yeah. That seems mm-hmm. to be a theme throughout all these songs.
1: Yeah. I love the, um, the reference to the sirens. You know, I was a literature major in college, so it's like, oh yeah, Odysseus is on his way home from, from the Trojan war. And he's gets distracted by these sirens, these beautiful women singing this beautiful song, and they distract him off his, his hero's journey. Um, so he's like, so go ahead make your sirens call, sing all you want. I'm not going to hear to anything you say, right. Cause I need freedom. Yeah. I need, need to live my life as it's meant to be. Uh, that, that last part, I, I feel like that could be, uh thinking speaking of pseudo worship lyrics like i feel like that could be straight out of a hit, like hill song young and free you know
0: <laughs> yeah for sure
1: mm-hmm. i i want to talk about this idea of the cave and again th- this is maybe the the philosopher catholic theology teacher in me but yeah Come out of your cave, walking on your hands and see the world hanging upside down. There's in, if you've ever studied philosophy, one of uh, the Greek philosopher Plato, who's like three or 400 years before Jesus, one of his famous writings is about, he says, most people, it's like you're living in a cave. And because all we focus on is like the here and now, we just focus on satisfying our physical pleasures and, and, and security and j- just like the physical needs, or we focus on on just like getting honor from other people and, 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 respect and relationship from other people, which is better than just focusing on your physical needs. But really, he says to really live and to really come out of the cave, you need to focus on what is true, good, and beautiful. And until we're living in the world of the true, the good, and the beautiful, you're just going to be a slave to the, you know, trying to get honor and respect and love from people. And you're just going to be a slave to the, 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 physical demands of, of your body and, and, you know, seeking security and safety and those sorts of things. And it's only once we can correctly order our souls and we can correctly seek the truth, goodness, and beauty that we're going to be able to have the right sort of relationships and honor and respect with other people and have the right sort of relationship to our physical needs. And and uh, of course, Christians, a few hundred years later, they're going to read Plato and be like, "Hey, this makes really a lot of sense. Like, you know, the physical needs are good. The uh, you know, the needs of our relationships are good, but unless they're ordered towards God, we end up enslaved to them. We end up serving God, and or we end up serving man instead of God, or we end up serving the flesh instead of God. And the the flesh isn't bad. Other people aren't bad, but we need to keep God as our as our aim. So I, I again, I don't know how much of Pastor Skitty was. I don't know if he ever studied philosophy or if he's just using the cave as an image of like coming from the darkness into the light, but. Um, that idea of a cave is very much entrenched in the theology and the philosophy of Christianity that, um, you know, most of our time we spend our lives living in a cave and just seeking the things of the here and now. Um, And it's only when, it's only when we get out of the cave and seek the truth, the good, and the beautiful that we're even able to appreciate in the right way, the things of the here and now. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. As soon as I saw the title too, I I kind of forgot about the song and then was listening to it again. And immediately I was like, the allegory of the cave but i mm-hmm. am not a philosopher so i was like i don't exactly remember i know i, I've, <laughs> I know vaguely what it's about but so i'm glad you went into that in depth <laughs> that's
1: good that's that, that's why you have a music career and i'm running a podcast yeah. so <laughs> <laughs>
0: there you oh, go. Very good. um but i think in in this song and a lot of the, it it kind of reminds me of like the the saint augustine quote the my heart is restless until it rests in you kind of yes. like the constant like restlessness in, in himself in a lot of the songs, but also in this one, just like vaguely in others or whoever he's he's speaking to, just kind of like the need to to rest in God. Or the first song that I played, the Hopeless Wanderer, that was like an anthem for me um, a while back, just because I felt like I am the hopeless wanderer, and yeah. there was this like idea, or he kept saying like, "Hold me fast, hold me fast," because I'm a ho- hopeless wanderer. Like just this idea that we need help <laughs> in order to yeah. do, um, to, to, to rest in him. Like we need to rely upon him. And there's like a, a certain surrender and also kind of in this, this cave song, just the idea of like how we can be kind of trapped in the darkness. Um, but he's like, I think he, he's speaking to someone else. Like I, I, I won't let you choke on the noose around your neck, like kind of like showing someone else the way, um, to true contentment.
1: Yeah. I, th- I think you're right that he's, there's definitely almost like something missionary here. That line where he says, Tie me to a bo- post and block my ears, but I can still see the widows and the orphans through my tears. I know my call despite my faults and despite my growing fears. It's like, even though the world is like trying to distract me and like tie me to a post and like block my ears and drown it out with all this craziness that's going on in the world, I can still see these poor people, these people suffering. And I still know my call despite my faults, despite my fears. I still know I am called to help other people and to like serve the world. And like, I, again, you can tell me he's a pastor's kid because he's, he's using Old Testament language. So I think you're right. There is, there's, there's like the restlessness within that he's responding to, but it's, it's not just a me and God. It's also like, I'm called out of this to like help other restless people who might be a little further behind me or even are right next to me. And we can accompany each other on the way. So yeah, yeah. by the way, don't sell yourself short, dropping St. Augustine quotes. Okay. You got, you got some <laughs> straight, good philosophy there. So yeah don't don't sell yourself
2: short pieces (laughs) (laughs) awesome
1: all right well we have time for for maybe one more song we can talk about hopeless wanderer i I know uh the wolf is a great one uh after the storm lover of the light is is there one that you want to talk about last
0: maybe hopeless wanderer actually yeah let's do it a little more in depth um Uh but Quickly after the storm, also was a similar like reminded me of Revelation. Like there will come a time you'll see with no more
1: tears and love Mm won't break your heart. But um, yeah, and and some kind of some Noah language, you know, of the flood and everything. Yeah, yeah,
0: it's just amazing to me. All these songs, I didn't even realize were so scriptural and like Christian imagery. Um, But I was saying to, I'm a I'm a young dude. I was listening to it kind of like later in high school and I just was like, Mm -hmm. yeah, banjo, jump around (laughs) at the show. I didn't even realize what was being preached to me, which I think is super cool. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, it is super cool. Anyways, Mm -hmm. Hopeless Wanderer. Actually, I was listening to Marcus Mumford's new solo album, which is really good. Okay, Um, check it out. But some of these things from previous songs, like The Click in My Head, he actually references in a new song, um, which was really interesting to me. And Mm -hmm. I was like, what is that? even really mean um you, you might have an opinion on that but
1: well i was just thinking he's a musician and he's used to hearing a click in his ears <laughs> <That's> <laughs> what he's used
2: to because
1: if you're those <laughs> of you who are not a musician yeah for the, those of you who are not musicians oftentimes to help keep the tempo in a live setting to keep you on the same page as the drummer and everybody else like in your ears like you're wearing you'll they will be like a click to keep everybody on tempo so um that, that was kind of traditionally something that happened in the studio and not live. But now that everybody has these in-ears, that's, that's something they do even live. So, yeah. yeah. So that's what that made me think like it's keeping <laughs> me on track or maybe it's too loud yeah. and I can't hear. Cause something, if the click track is too loud or too soft, it throws everything off.
0: See, <laughs> so. that's what I thought it was. But I was like, wait, is he, <laughs> cause not everyone knows what that means. So yeah, that's true. Um, it's cool. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the, yeah. that's the
1: official, that's the official musician translation. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, but, I, I just loved a lot of this imagery. Like you heard my voice. I came out of the woods by choice, kind of like this. Um, he, he made a decision to get out of his um state of being um, shelter also gave their shade, but in the dark, I have no name. Like, like he, he could continue to stay in the, in the dark and not step out. But in there, there's no like true fulfillment. Um, um And kind of, Similar, a lot of these songs talk about hope, but in the chorus, like, so when your hope's on fire, but you know your desire, don't hold a glass over the flame, don't let your heart grow cold, I will call you by name, I will share your road. I think um, that is like God speaking to him. In my perspective, like, when your hope's on fire, but you know your desire, don't let your heart grow cold, I'll call you by name and I'll share your road. Kind of this idea like God suffers with us. Um, And then it's, it's interesting, I think, immediately there's like a response and it's cool in the song like there's a like a break and then the tempo changes and it gets all aggressive and like even musically it changes so he's like yeah like i'm down i i I want you to share my road but like hold on tight because yeah it's gonna be a ride like i i'm a hopeless wanderer i always loved just that phrase um because it's really true it is.
1: And I love holding me fast. Again, it's one of those words that means two things. It can mean like, hold me quickly. Yeah. Like right now, like I need security now, but to, to fasten something, hold me fast. It's like batten down, batten down the hatches and fasten the mainsail, you know, like here. It's like yeah. there's a storm coming. You gotta, you gotta hold everything fast, you know, like hold everything together. So I, I love that. Again, a kind of a, a, a sea shanty, uh, terminology there. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and I love where he says, when your hope's on fire, know your one desire. I, I think a lot of times in Christianity, Especially American Christianity, desire is seen as a bad thing, right? Desire is seen as like, no, that's the temptation. Your desires are the bad thing. Pour some cold water on that. But I think in a, authentically Christian, especially in the Catholic Church, with the, uh, John Paul II's theology of the body, he's kind of tried to recover this sense from the early Church that your desires are ultimately good, right? They've become disordered. They've become corrupted through sin. And so we, as it talks about in the cave, you know, we often seek you know, the affection of others, or we seek the, the goods, the needs of our bodies in kind of this disordered way so that we become addicted to approval or we become addicted to the, the, the things of this world. But ultimately those desires are pointing us to a good thing. And when we're properly ordered and we're out of the cave and we can, um, you know, we can, we, we know our name. I will call your name. I'll share your road. Like he's saying, I'm going to help you see that your desire is actually like If you have desire, like you actually have some hope, like hope and desire are intrinsically linked. And I think that that is a a super Christian way of of seeing the world is when you're having trouble struggling with your desires, it's not fundamentally at its root a temptation. Like ultimately it's pointing to God and you just got to find the right way to order that desire so that it's pointing towards the right thing. Right. So um, I I really like that. He ties hope to desire because I think absolutely they are. They're very Yeah. Fundamentally tied.
0: And there is like a journey here. It's like, I wrestled long with my youth Mm -hmm. um, and tried so hard to live in the truth. You know, like he, there was always a struggle to like, or a desire for God, but like there was a a struggle there. Um, But then it's like, you brought me out from the cold and how I long, how I long to grow old. So it's like this like awareness that like God pulled him out of like a dark place. Um, Mm -hmm. but, But then... Instantly, like, but hold me fast, because there's there's the awareness that I could easily, in a second, drift away. Yeah. Or I kind of mm-hmm. like it's like the old like hymns, like or like, "Come Thou Fount, like prone to wander, Lord, I feel it, Pro- prone yeah. to leave the God I love." But mm-hmm. here's my heart, Lord, take and seal it. Like there, there's this 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 struggle throughout the whole song. I love how it ends. I will learn. I will learn to love the skies I'm under, because it's not only like accepting the struggle, but it's accepting like kind of like the suffering in a way, you know, like the skies mm-hmm. I'm under, a lot of the early stuff was like get, getting out of the woods and this like dark imagery in yeah. the dark, I have no name, you know, but mm-hmm. kind of this idea, I will learn to love the skies I'm under. It's like an acceptance of all things. Yeah. Um, even his wandering, you know, um, which is pretty cool. And yeah, I think that's really beautiful. This whole song in general, like the that journey, I related to a lot because kind of as I was talking about earlier, wrestled long with my youth. I did have a season of like rebellion that was um, pretty awful for a lot of people involved, especially myself, um, that God kind of pulled me out of in the midst of, and kind of like brought me into like this, this um, deeper relationship that ended up turning into like a ministry and like, mm-hmm. like my career path and all that stuff. But I, I mm-hmm. still, remember the, the, what I'm capable of in a sense, you know? Mm, yeah, um, uh-huh. so this idea of like, hold me fast is like really, um, resonates with me a lot. Cause I'm like, I know how easily without God, what I'm capable of, you know? And, um, yeah, I could, I could be also the gratitude yeah. of like, kind of you pull me out of the cold and all this, like there's, there is a, an awareness of how much we need God, um, to, pull off this this mission of life um
1: yeah i know i know a lot of people share that a similar story and maybe there's some listeners now who are maybe maybe in that maybe maybe they're in the first part of that story and they're not sure how to get to the second can maybe you just tell us a, a little bit like what what was what was the turn or was there a turn was there a series of turns can you just tell us briefly like for somebody who's maybe in that and they're looking well how do i turn things around did you have any advice for them
0: yeah um well my turn was kind of random so i Um, so I was involved in like youth group in high school and stuff. Um, but as I said, um, with the, the bad breakup and also had some stuff going, my family, my dad passed when I was in high school and like going through, through some of that grief and stuff. So when I, when I got to college and I was on my own for, I was like, and I think I relied upon that relationship to like, um, distract me for a while. So when that was gone, I also had to deal with like this grief that I've kind of like left uh, unattended to, so yeah, I just acted out. But the whole time, like, knew I wasn't like it wasn't really who I was. Mm. Um, so it was like this constant struggle. And there was a mist of that that actually, I got um asked to play at this thing, and all these people were affirming me, and I was like, uh, I don't, I was just doing it for like a paycheck, and I was like, not. Nah. I felt a lot of like guilt about that. Um, But was like encouraged by people affirming me. And then a friend of mine um, in that same like week told me to like apply to be um, a summer staffer at Life Team Camp Covecrest Mm -hmm. that uh, I had gone to as a high schooler. And that's where I first like even became interested in God in high school and youth group. So like in this like really sweet week where I was like feeling good about life again. I uh, applied real quick, completely forgot about it, and then just went back to freshman year Ricky uh, and completely forgot about it. And it wasn't until, like, way later on, they, they asked me to actually come and spend six weeks of the summer there, and I try, tried to get out of it, and I didn't want to go. Um, but it was really sweet of that the guy who asked me to sign up, um, or, like, a friend of mine who's like, I think you'd be really good at this, and actually kind of had my, like, reversion or to God at camp when I was like supposed to be there as a missionary. I really was being like missioned to by the other young adults that are there. and um, there was a priest there that um, the first week I was there did a lot of healing with me uh, with, through a lot of stuff and just kind of what was really cool was like my community kind of pulled me out. It was like people that recognized when they had saw me at camp before like, hey, I saw something in you that I think would be really good. Even when I was like, oh, that that person's gone that, that you're thinking about. Um, but then when I resurrounded surrounded myself with those people, how quickly, you know, like through community, you can kind of be brought out of the cold. So it really was like uh, a happenstance that I ended up going to this camp and then through community and a lot of prayer and sacraments <laughs> came
2: out beautiful. of the other Thank- side.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. I've, I've heard so many stories like that, where what finally got people out of kind of their, their dark place and their bad decisions was just a simple yes to a friend who reached out to them. And, you know, even though you're still like, oh, I tried to get out of camp, like that, that initial, yes, like, oh yeah, I'll play this thing. Oh, yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll apply. Like God can take even just a small yes and do big things with it. So listeners, if you're in that place, um, maybe look for some places in your world in your school and your church and your job, with your friends to to say yes to maybe what God has has placed in your heart, even in the midst of those things. All right, Ricky, I want to thank you so much for being here and talking all about Mumford and Sons and singing and sharing your heart with us. I told my listeners at the beginning that we would leave them with some tangible ways that they can live the gospel in their life. So I'm going to try to have each one of us just give one takeaway from the episode. Uh, You want me to go first? You want to go first? Yeah, go ahead. All right. So (laughs) my one takeaway is just kind of like we were talking about with the cave, like remembering that ultimately It's not about the things of this world. We can get so caught up in just the day to day. And does that person like me? And is this person giving me what I need? Or is this person treating me right? Or am I going to get this? Am I going to get to have this experience or do this thing? And all of that is good. All of that is fine. As long as we keep our eyes on God, as we fix our eyes on God. So that's, that's going to be my prayer. And my resolution today is to try to, to, to fix my eyes in prayer, in scripture on the Lord and, uh, kind of let everything else fall into place. Hmm.
0: Well, initially, that's where I was going to go, but you took it. Oh, so that's uh, fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess one thing in all of this is just like um, kind of the thought of it's okay to to not be okay or that um, mm-hmm. redemption is always possible. I think there's a lot of shame in the author of a lot of these songs, yeah. um, but in the simultaneous hope. Um, and I think for any of the listeners that, that might be feeling a little bit of shame or feel like they're... Um, um, unworthy of God's love, that they know through personal experience and just um, from all the the source resource uh, stories of Scripture that we have, that God's love is always available, and uh, you don't have to live in the cave. <laughs> um, there is hope, and um, there is redemption and mercy available. So, awesome, very cool,
1: uh, Ricky. I often ask my guests to close us in a prayer. Would you be willing to close us in prayer at the end of this?
2: Yeah. Um, awesome, Listeners, Father listeners,
1: Son. wherever you are Let's take Holy a moment Spirit. and let's pray Amen. Father, Son, Holy Spirit,
0: Come Holy Spirit. Um, God, our hearts are restless until they rest in you I pray that um, For everyone listening to this today That we can take a moment to, Today, this afternoon Whenever we watch this um, And rest in you We take a moment And offer up our days to you Offer up our hearts to you that we can rest in your goodness, that we may trust in you, trust in the plans that you have for us, plans that are good. We offer up all that we are and we give you our complete and total surrender. As Mother Mary surrendered and said yes to you, we ask for her intercession
1: Thank you, Ricky. Thank you, listeners. And we would love to hear what you have to say in the comments of wherever you're listening or leave us a rating or review and let us know what you think or reach out to us on social media. Speaking of social media, Ricky, where can the people find you if they want to find out more about you or Village Lights or anything? What do do people need to know about?
0: Um, My handles are Ricky, (laughs) V-A-Z-Q, music. So Ricky, kind of VASC music. On about everything and yeah, just looking up Ricky Vasquez V A Z Q U E Z on a quick Google search, you'll find a lot of stuff. Music we'll available put it everywhere. The, yeah. yeah,
1: we'll put it in the show notes as well. Very cool.
0: <laughs> yeah, awesome. But, well, thank yeah, thanks for having me. Uh I have a, a baby screaming in the background. So awesome, cool. <laughs> I, I might run to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh... <laughs> go ahead. Peace out.
1: We appreciate your time. Yeah, thank you so thank much. Thank you thank you listeners for being with us if this show touched you if any part of it you thought was just like really inspiring i encourage you to share this with somebody you can take a screenshot or send the link or share it on your social media or send it to a friend all of that really helps our show to grow and if you really want to help us out you can go to popculturecatechism.com and become a patron and support our show at one of six giving levels all of which come with great perks and even at the lowest level you get access to exclusive content through the awaken app for example in this episode i'm going to play a mumford and son song uh, but you'll only get that if you are in the pop culture catechist community in the awaken app by becoming a patron but the awaken app is not just for patrons of the show you do get lots of premium content for this show and other stuff by being a patron but also uh you it's a free app for everyone it's a great christian community for like-minded individuals there's also a catholic prayer library christian music library there's a hub for all the things on awaken catholic as well so definitely if you haven't downloaded the awaken app check it out. We thank you so much. Please share the episode. We will see you next time. We love you.